This is NFL Echo Chamber. I'm Alex Samarin. Alongside me is my friend Noah Anderson. How are you doing today, Noah? I'm doing pretty well, Alex. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, got some exciting stuff we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I'm super excited for this weekend. Um, starting off with the Super Bowl, and last night we had the uh, NFL Honor Awards that we're going to be talking about as well. Um, should be a very exciting episode. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we talked a little bit about the NFL Honors. There are some, there are some good ones, people that well-deserved some awards, others. Um, I think there's some snubs. Um, yeah. I'll see if you agree with me when we yeah. get to that. For sure. Let's, uh, let's start it off. Do we want to go through every single one? Yeah. Let's give a quick rundown. Okay, cool. So we could start off with uh, the most boring one, Coach of the Year. Yeah, so what did you think about Mike Vrabel getting Coach of the Year? Um, I mean, it makes sense. Best team in the AFC. They also had their star player um, missing pretty much the entire season uh, in Derrick Henry. So I think it was well-deserved. Um, obviously, this is a regular season award as well, so it doesn't matter that they got eliminated in the second round of the playoffs. Um, but I, I think it was it was definitely well-deserved. Uh, the only other coach I could have seen winning it would have been Matt LaFleur or probably that's about it. Yeah, Matt LaFleur for me was the, the big one that I think was, kind. you could possibly say, is like a snub. I understand why they chose Mike Vrabel, though. Like, everyone, especially I feel like the AP, just loves Derrick Henry. I mean, who doesn't? That guy is just like a highlight reel waiting to happen. He's super fun to watch. So, of course, when you take that away, then that entire team is just leaning on Ryan Tannehill. And I'll just be straight up. No one wants their entire team to lean on Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. As you saw, he threw, what, three interceptions in their game against the yeah. Bengals? Yeah. And I don't mean just like bad, like, like just interceptions. They're like bad interceptions too. Yeah. Where like the DB didn't have to like make an insane play. It's just uh, kind of like right there in his hands. Yeah. No, there was one I remember they did like a little screen pass just right off the snap. And she was under center, went back, tried to throw a little screen pass. I don't know who it was to. If it was, I think it was to AJ Brown. And then just the secondary man just ran up right up, just swatted the ball and then picked off his own swat. So that was a good play. But yeah, I, I think that was probably well-deserved award. And I'm a Patriots guy, so I love Mike Vrabel. He used to be a tight end for the Patriots. Really? Or not a tight end, sorry. He played tight end in the Super Bowl, actually. Oh, okay. And he caught a touchdown uh, in the Super Bowl against the Panthers, but he was actually a linebacker. Got it. I did um, not know that, actually. That's the more you know. Yeah. The more you learn. So, but yeah, so I mean, that, that was a good one. I mean, okay, so going to the next award, Comeback Player of the Year. I think that there were two big candidates. Obviously, Joe Burrow. And Dak Prescott. Of course. Do you think that Dak Prescott even had a chance at winning it? Yes. Uh, I do think he had a chance. Um, but I'm not a huge Cowboys fan, personally. So, of course, I was going with Joe Burrow. And I think the Joe Burrow had, like, the better narrative. Um, a lot of these awards are very heavily narrative-based. Not so much just statistical performances. Um, obviously Joe Burrow had a very great statistical year, um, but I think his narrative was a lot stronger than the Cowboys, you know, second year player leading his team to the playoffs after a really long time, uh, rookie sensation, Jamar Chase, you know, the duo from LSU. So I, I think it just made sense to give it to him. And then, you know, he's definitely performed really well in the playoffs so far. So, um, even though it's not a playoff award, I think is I think he was the right man for that award. Yeah, I, I think going off of that, we saw both of these players, Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow, play in big games. 
but we always saw Joe Burrow play better. Finish the game. Yeah, he, he finished the game. I mean, <laughs> we we literally saw Dak Prescott slide his season. <laughs> um, we did not see that from Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has taken his team to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, as far as like the voting goes, I, I've heard from some people that like voting happens before even the playoffs started. I don't know if that's true or not, so I could be entirely wrong if the the playoffs factor into it or not. But if they do, I definitely think that would be a big reason why Joe Burrow has won. I mean, it's the second like, year in the league. He's got a lot of young talent on his team. He's able to lead that team to a Super Bowl. Um, he's going to have a tough matchup in the Super Bowl, which we'll talk about. But, I mean, yeah, Joe Burrow, I think, was the clear winner in this. For sure. The only other uh, player, if, if it were to be like a top three, I would probably say Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, for... Oh, yeah, no. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, you can't deny this fact. He made it to the playoffs. So he did. He, he did, did indeed. The playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that meme that we saw? The... It was, uh, it was shouldn't have COI, shouldn't have comeback player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. That was... <laughs> ben Roethlisberger won that for sure. Uh, poor Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> great, great QB though. Definitely. Well, probably a Hall of Famer, right? Oh, yeah. Played yeah. three Super Bowls. He threw for quite one, a lot of yards. One, two. Yeah, won two Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, always had pretty potent offense, and then he started getting hurt, which was unfortunate And old, and, and super slow and immobile. Yeah. I do remember, he used to be amazing. This is not, we don't really want to go into too much Ben Roethlisberger, but just a quick side note. I remember a couple years, uh, the Vikings had to play them in the regular season, and it was always annoying because you could wrap up Ben Roethlisberger, but he was ambidextrous. So he could throw with his other hand as you're taking him down and avoid the sack. Super incredible. Yeah, no, he's just like a massive tree trunk yep. out there that you're trying to wrap up. He's yep. a big dude. And as my mother says, he looks like Will Ferrell. <laughs> that's that's a my, pretty that's good comparison. Mother, yeah, he just kind of looks like him. Um, while we're on the uh, topic of, you know, handing out essentially participation awards uh, for Ben Roethlisberger, this is, you know, this is just good feelings and stuff. But this one's a bit more legit. It's the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award. <laughs> Oh, Did I you get actually... my transition there. No, I was talking about good yeah. things. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah. I got you. Uh, I think that joke fell flat. But yeah, New England Patriots special teamer Matthew Slater. So, do you know much about Matthew Slater? Um, I I've definitely heard the name. I don't know much about him, if I'm being honest. So he's like always a candidate for like Walter Payton Man of the Year. Yeah, he does tons of service over there in New England. Um, always super good sportsmanship. I've actually had the chance to like just like see him practice at New England Patriots training camp practice. Um. And then this morning I was actually um, on a Zoom call with Mark Daniels for the Providence Journal, and he was talking about some of like the nicest players he's met, and Matthew Slater was one of the nicest players. He's like, yeah, he's just super genuine guy. So, I mean, yeah, good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, well-deserved. Well-deserved. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we can talk about really quickly before we get to like you know some of the bigger ones. Pro Football Hall of Fame. A- any like snubs, do you think? Ooh, okay. I For first ballot, you know. First ballot. I did see Devin Hester didn't make it. And part of me understands why he didn't make it, but the other part of me grew up watching a lot of Devin Hester torture my Vikings year after year um, and really just destroy the league. So I think he definitely had a shot at being first ballot. Um, but yeah, that, that was like the first name that came to mind. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when I look at Hall of Fame players, I feel like it's like those guys who either have like a ton of rings crazy talent or they were just lucky enough to have both because sometimes it comes down to the team you're on and 
I, I yeah, I wouldn't really say he had either. Well, he he definitely had the talent, but I no. Mean, he played in the Super Bowl. He lost to the Colts in 06. Actually, returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown, yep, which is yep. rad. And like that right there is just like I feel like the Pro Football Hall of Fame should honor like talent just as much as like rings and stuff. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because I I feel like you get like these crazy athletes out there, like like you know Calvin Johnson, just like freaks of nature, and they just dominated in the game. And I feel like he's that gray area between like first ballot Hall of Famer and then I feel like he'll probably get in next year. Yeah, no, for sure. He'll definitely get in eventually. Um, but yeah, just like what you're saying, it's probably next year. Like he, he's definitely Hall of Fame worthy for sure. Yeah. And tons of love on social media from, from Bears fans because, you know, they're, they're always like, oh, he's a Hall of Famer in our heart. He's a Hall of Famer in my heart. I love watching highlight reels of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, super explosive. Best return man. Special teams player ever, in my opinion. So, Yeah. Okay, so I guess going to some of the next ones. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Was there any doubt it was going to be Jamar Chase? I don't know. Like, obviously the only other candidate was Mac Jones. Um, I will say Zach Wilson actually had a really good end of the year. Um, so, but... Might have, he might have been third, but it was really between Mac Jones, Jamar Chase. I think what caused Mac Jones to not win the award, it was his to lose, basically. Um, and what, what really killed him at the end was just the losses towards the end of the year. You guys, and when I say you guys, um, just so everyone knows, Alex is a giant Patriots fan, and I'm a really big Vikings fan, so if we ever talk about our teams, that's, that's who we're talking about. But um, the Patriots were the one seed at one point, uh, if you remember that. For a week, and social yeah. media was freaking out. We're like, oh my gosh, we're back. And then You were I, freaking out, I, too. I, I, no, I was freaking out. I think that it was like that Monday night we got like yeah. swamped by the cold. So. Yep. And, or no, it was the week, it was the week, uh, was it the same week? I don't know. I, I think it, it, it might have been like one week it's after. It's a period but... of this NFL season that I want to forget. Yeah. Because yeah. long, long story short, I think after that, you guys just went on like, not a lost streak, but you just tallied up more losses you didn't really you didn't really string along um many wins after that and so i think that is what made mac jones lose the award essentially um but so long story short i do think jamar chase deserved it Uh, i think he was the the front runner um but it it was a close race all year yeah um i think that i remember there was like one game I can't remember who the Bengals were playing, but Jamar Chase essentially dropped like a, a t- it was a touchdown pass, and so there are tons of memes like mm. where they like edited in like offensive rookie of the year, and there was like the award going through his hands or something like that. Um, and so it was at that point I was like, oh yeah, Mac Jones, I think has got this in the bag. But then yeah, he just played poor. The New England Patriots got swept by the Dolphins, which I mean the Dolphin the Dolphins I think are an underrated team. Like they went on that crazy win streak. Brian Flores is a beast of a coach. I hope that guy gets a head coaching job. Uh, I know there's a lot of stuff going on with him right now, but I but he, he deserves it. He was a good uh, defensive coach for the Patriots back in the day, so I got a lot of love and respect for him. Um, <laughs> yeah, Noah's pulled up a GIF online. It was the uh, it was against the Chargers, the one where that was he, an awesome game. Yeah, yeah, where he dropped that that nice touchdown. But there were a couple. Jamar Chase actually he started out really well. Um, he had a really good game against the Chiefs early on in the season. Also late on, like late in the season, like he actually did really well against the Chiefs all year. But, um, but yeah, he he 
started out like with, with I think this is the thing with Jamar Chase is I've noticed well we can start talking about Jamar Chase well actually never mind uh, but the thing about Jamar Chase I feel like he has really high highs and really low lows yeah and I, I feel like that's probably just part of being like a rookie, a, a rookie. yeah I mean sure. it comes out to just I mean not that like anything happens but I know like I've seen tons of clips of like rookies. I know. I remember it happened in one of the first games that Sammy Watkins was in. He caught like a touchdown. Um, it was when he was on the Bills uh, against the Jets. It would have been like a long touchdown. He started like celebrating ten yards away from the end zone, and he got tripped up. Like I haven't seen Jamar Chase make a stupid mistake like that. But like, of, of course, that'd be just like little things. And like, he's still a young player, still going to get better, and he's eventually not going to drop those balls. But well deserved award, yeah, like, for sure. Um, I guess offensive player of the year, Cooper Cup. No debate. Yeah, that guy was abused. Yeah, there's no debate. It was between him and Jonathan Taylor until Jonathan Taylor started having, like, a couple, not dud games, but, like, just the Colts started losing in general towards the end of the season. Yeah. Um, And so I think it was pretty much a wrap at that point for Cooper Cup. The dude was a beast all year. No one could guard him. Yeah. No, he was just, he was great. Yeah. And I believe, didn't he catch the, the last pass uh, against the Buccaneers that helped him set up the yep. winning field goal? Yep, yep. He caught it right over the top of the entire Tampa Bay defense. I don't know how you... That's something that surprises me so much. You feel... You, you, would, you would think, like, okay, they're going for it. They have one shot. Who are they going to go to? Yeah, of course they're going to go to Cooper Cup. Yeah, no, it was a really bad call playing cover zero over the top hit. But, but yeah. we're, we're not here to analyze that. So. Yeah. Okay, we can just go to the biggest one because we want to get to our Super Bowl preview. Yeah. Did, uh, are you talking about MVP? Yeah, I'm talking about MVP. Okay, real quick, just we'll just go through the other ones just so the fans know. We have rookie uh, defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons, mm-hmm. who apparently also played on like a bum knee all year. I don't know if you read about I that. I didn't hear about that, no. Yeah, he, he twisted his knee in training camp. Um, but, so I'm excited to see him fully healthy. And then Defensive Player of the Year uh, went to TJ Watt. Again, really well-deserved. I, I think that Micah Parsons should have won Defensive Rookie of the Year and AP Defensive Player of the Year. Really? That guy, was, that guy was just insane. Like, he was just so fun to watch and stuff. And I disagree, but I... I mean, TJ Watt was fantastic, for yeah. sure. But, like, I don't know. You give me, like, if you give me a choice right now, who do I want on my squad? Like, Micah Parsons right now? Or TJ Watt right now? I'm sorry, I'm taking Micah Parsons. How about them boys? That's fair. (laughs) I would say, though, that the only reason the Steelers made the playoffs was because TJ Watt. No. He he made so many great plays in in the last week of the season that like, secure the victory for them, and obviously, like, some other things had to go right, but... The play of the year from him, in my opinion, was when he strip-sacked Geno Smith. Oh, 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 and, uh... It was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, that, I... Oh, what week was that? Because I remember we watched that It was game. decently early on in the season. I mean, I don't think we were at the midpoint. Maybe around the midpoint. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly. I guess I could look it up. But, I mean... Like, he I just remember. single-handedly won that game, because Ben Roethlisberger is not going to win you that game. It's no. going to be TJ Watt. And so, yeah, yeah you're, you're right. He is the reason they got in the playoffs. That's it. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I'll let you uh, introduce our, or announce uh, the MVP. Yeah, so, here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers is a guy who's, he's a great football player. 
he he is phenomenal. He like for sure the Green Bay Packers would not be in the playoffs if it were not for him. Would they have won a playoff game if it wasn't their quarterback? Maybe, maybe because <laughs> he just can't seem to get over that hump there. Only he, I think he's seven and nine in the playoffs since his Super Bowl win. Um, back in the heyday, back when Clay Matthews was still on the team. Oh. And Matthews. Matthews. That probably scares you as a Vikings fan to think about. Yes. Um, I'll just say this. Tom Brady got snubbed. And I'm saying this, of course, biased as someone who enjoyed watching Tom Brady play in nine Super Bowls for the Patriots. And then I was rooting for him last year when he won as the Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And I was rooting for him this year, except for uh, that night. In November, oh, was it November or October, where he played against the Patriots. I, I, I was reading against him, of course. But the man is 44 years old. He had 45 total touchdowns. He had 12 interceptions, which is eight more than Aaron Rodgers' four, which is ridiculous. Four is ridiculous. Like, he, like Tom Brady, like at the end of their career, Tom Brady's going to have thrown multiple amounts of times of interceptions than Aaron Rodgers has. He's always been super good at not turning over the ball. And so that's fair. But I just feel like Tom Brady is a player that can totally change the tempo of a game. I mean, you saw it in the division around when they almost beat the Rams. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were down, and we almost saw just flashbacks, 28-3. Yeah, 27-3. I know. Time, you yeah. and me were freaking out. We yeah. were ready to see another, like, comeback kid miracle. I guess he's not a kid anymore. But I, I probably would have smashed the TV. I was that excited. We, we were freaking out. I remember, like, I jumped up and I hit my hand really hard on the table. And that really hurt. Um, I, I think that was when Leonard Fournette ran into the end zone to tie it. Yeah. Before. Oh, when he, he, like, went in the middle and, and then, then cut bounced out. outside. I think it was, like, fourth and short and they were, yeah. well, they had to go for it. Oh, yeah, it was fourth and short and he bounced it outside. Instead of getting the first down, he just got the touchdown. Got the yep. touchdown. I remember. wonder how that game would have ended up if they just got the first down and then drained the clock a little bit and then punched it in and went to overtime. Who wins that game if it goes to overtime? Ooh, my gut instinct says the Bucks because they their defense was playing very well. Their offense was just gelling. So my gut instinct says Bucks because you don't you don't just let up a lead like that and then just like win in overtime. You know, mm-hmm. like they had the Bucks had all the momentum. Yeah, but it's it's a what if scenario. It's it's hard to say. Yeah, and that's what's so fun about sports. What yeah, if? That's true. Yeah, and have you ever watched the NFL's um, show called the NFL by Dave Damashek? The NFL? Uh huh. No, I've never. Like little like cartoon drawings, and basically this guy Dave Damashek, he just breaks down. Like for example, one of them was like, "What if Des caught it?" Okay. And then he basically it just goes off on these crazy tangents. And, like, obviously some of them are, like, obvious, but ridiculous. other ones are just outlandish and ridiculous, yeah. but they're hilarious. Okay, and that's cool. Yeah, you have to look those up. Those are or funny. Like, but he's... like, what if Marshawn punched it in? Yeah. No, things yeah. like that. I can't remember if he did one like that, but it was always about things like that. I remember the ones, like, what if Tyree didn't catch the ball against his helmet? Mm. Of course, that one I needed to watch a lot um, for therapy. But, <laughs> um, anyways, so we were talking about the LA Rams. Of course, they won that game. Uh, ended up beating the 49ers, or I should say Jimmy Garoppolo literally threw the game away. Um, literally. like, Literally. I mean, he blew a 10-point lead, yes. and then he backhanded it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we we don't really hate on many players on this show. We we like to keep it real, but come on, Jimmy. What, what, what were you thinking? Yeah, no, that, that was bad. I just... 
the player that I felt the worst about was for for Devo. Yeah, that hurts. We love our boy Devo. Yeah. Um, but okay, talking about the Super Bowl. So we're gonna break this down in a few different ways. But first off, big questions. Off the questions, you give some, me some insight. I'll give some insight, and we'll kind of you know battle it out if we have difference of opinions. All right, sounds good. First question. Is Joe Burrow going to have a good day against the Rams defense? Or is this going to be one of those days where maybe he has around 50% completion rate, not doing super hot, or will, will he be Joe Shiesty? I think it would be disrespectful to say he has a bad game. With how well he's been playing lately, you don't just say, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a fluke. I understand that L.A. defense is incredible, and there's going to be a ton of pressure on him with that front line that, that the Rams have, um, that include, you know, Aaron Donald and Von Miller. But just to, yeah, I, I feel like it's too disrespectful to say he's not going to have a great game. And I, I will say this, I don't think Jamar Chase is going to have a great game, but Joe Burrow is going to have a good game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, what other players are really going to step up. T. Higgins. Yeah, T. Higgins, for me, is the biggest one. Um Joe Mixon in the backfield. I feel like it could honestly be like they have a decent run game against them. I mean, I haven't really seen a team run all over. You you, know. you can't really run all over the Rams, let's be honest. Yeah, Leonard Fournette did really well, I will say that, um, in the NFC Championship game. Or uh, Divisional Round yeah, game. Yeah, the Divisional Round game. Um, but... Yeah, you don't just, like, run all over Aaron Donald. It doesn't really happen. Yeah, it's going to have to be a team effort if the Bengals hope to win. It's For not sure. going to be like, oh, they just win on one player. Like, if if they win this game, I'm sure the AP, like, the Associated Press going to have a hard time figuring out who the MVP is. I mean... Mm, I don't necessarily think that because Joe Burrow is the leader of the team. And unless, unless... For some random reason, Jamar Chase does have a really good game and puts up like 200 yards again, like yeah. he did twice in the regular season. Yeah, sure, it'll go to him. But I think it, it'll probably go to Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, it's most MVP awards are, are quarterback awards. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, do you, do you see this game being more of a defensive game or like an offensive shootout? And which one would you prefer? I love offensive shootouts, so of course I'm going to say offensive shootouts. Um and and I was thinking about this, and I honestly don't really know, because LA just has everything. They really do. They have great a great defense, um, really good secondary, really great front seven. Um, the Bengals, on the other hand, have a pretty good D line. Their secondary is okay outside of Eli Apple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so so I don't know I could see I, I, I think I think it'll be like a solid mix honestly um, but I obviously would I, I want to see more of an offensive shootout yeah I know I like loved the highlights of that Chiefs Bengals game I wasn't able to watch it live but, oh like, my god it was so yes. fun to watch and so if we can get that but with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup Dude. and all those dogs on the other side of the field that'd be For fun real. I I don't know if I trust the Rams running game too much. They had some fumbles. Yeah, Sony Michelle or not Sony Michelle, um Oh, what's his name? He just came back from injury. 
Oh, they're running back. What's the running back's name? I'm blanking on that, too. I just think about my boy Sonny Michelle because he used to be a Patriot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know that they had a couple running backs this season that they swapped through. Cam Akers, there it is. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, so yeah. I had Daryl Henderson on my fantasy team. and I So I know Sonny Michelle, I know Daryl Henderson. But yeah, Cam Akers, he had two fumbles, or maybe three fumbles, in the uh, AFC Championship game. Or no, not NFC Championship game, I mean. Um, so that was scary. But... I think that's one thing I really like about the Bengals is they have the dual threat. They could kill you on the ground with Joe Mixon, who put up multiple hundred yard games this season, or they could kill you in the air um, with their their great receiving core. Um, and then Joe Mixon is also a like decently good receiving back. Who I think Joe Mixon gonna have a hundred yard re- rushing game and you know another thirty yards um, in the air. So. Yeah, no, I, I'm curious because the Rams made a lot of mistakes throughout the playoffs. They're such a talented team, though, that they were able to, you know, not cover look, them up. Yeah, cover them up. Uh, like they had the most mistakes in the game against the Buccaneers. Unfortunately, the Buccaneers were just behind by someone to that point. That well, they did tie the game, but just because of a bad defensive call, in my opinion, they ended yeah, up winning we, the game. Yeah, which we talked about. Um. But, okay, moving on. So this is a question that I asked you the other day, but I want you to reiterate for our listeners. So if Joe Burrow and the Bengals win the Super Bowl, does Joe Burrow become the best young quarterback in the AFC? And does he become the best quarterback in the league? Best young quarterback in the league. Okay, First, I need you to clarify what best young QB in the AFC. Was. So, like, what what is young to you? So, like, for me, I'm thinking like the cap on this for like age, as far as players go, has to go like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, like those kind of guys. You know, you know, I'm not thinking about some guys who are like are a bit older now, like Rogers. Well, like uh, that guy's he's older. not young, yeah. But like, like uh... I'm thinking like your class. I, I'm thinking like Josh Allen. You know, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Okay, so I think right there, what's crazy? This is absolutely insane to think about. Every QB you just named, AFC. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, no, because like I, I look at the NFC, and like you have some guys who like are like experienced and stuff, like Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford. Those types of players. Yeah. Oh, Matthew Sauer. I'd say he's experienced. Not playoff experience, but yeah. Yeah, no, like he's, you know, he's just been in the league for a long time. Um, But, like, I just look at, like, how talented the AFC quarterback core is going to be for a long time. And honestly, it scares me as someone whose team is in the AFC. Yeah. But you still have Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, who are all three in the AFC as well. They, Tua... Well, I, maybe not too well. <laughs> I yeah, I I'm not a believer in Trevor Lawrence. It, maybe it's not fair. Trevor Lawrence. I'm just not a believer in the Jags, Jags organization as yeah. a whole. But like you see, what I'm saying is like there's so many young QBs in the NFL or in the AFC specifically that just have so much potential. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, and especially the guys who just like have good systems around them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zach Wilson. I I think Zach Wilson isn't going to do as well as people expect from a second overall pick but he i really like their coach robert sala 
He's a really yeah, cool guy. No kidding. They have some young offensive weapons. So like something good could come out of that. Unfortunately, the AFC East could, I think, if things keep on trending where they're going, be the hardest division in football. So you got the Buffalo Bills, who are just stacked. They have great talent. Yeah. And, like, debatably the strongest arm in the NFL, other than Patrick Mahomes. You got Mac Jones and the Patriots. I mean, Mac Jones has still yet to be proven. and he, I mean, he played pretty well. Um, I, I like him a lot. Um, and he just has a great system there in New England. Then um, the Miami Dolphins are kind of a mess right now with everything going on. But you saw a really strong team that had really good defense and was able to go on a hot winning streak right there. Yeah. And so, but yeah, as far as answering this question, yeah, yeah. Joe Burrow, I mean, this is, we're all laying the groundwork here, people. Okay. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not for nothing. Um, but I, I say if Joe Burrow does win the Super Bowl, he is the best young quarterback in the league. I, I'll take him over Patrick Mahomes. I know you're, you're, I'm a, I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan for sure. Yeah. I don't know what it is about him, but I, I just love watching Patrick Mahomes. I think, He's mesmerizing with his play. But the one thing I would I would maybe maybe throw Joe Burrow up in that echelon with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. because he won a Super Bowl as the best player on the, the best team, right? And, and and the thing is is the Bengals are such an underdog and have been such an underdog all year. And it's only his second year in the league. So, yeah, of course, you have to, like, start throwing him up in those conversations of, you know, best young QB. And him having the only Super Bowl out of those QBs along with Patrick Mahomes definitely earns him the right to be in that conversation. Um, But I don't know if I could necessarily justify him over Patrick Mahomes. Um, Or I think I could see an argument him over Josh Allen maybe, maybe. But definitely, like, I would put them all top three. I think even right now, I'd put him in the top three anyways, just for getting to the Super Bowl and carrying this team all the way there. So I hope that answers your question enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last question. And we can make this one quick so we can get into our key matchup for the game. Rams win. If that happens, in your mind, does Matthew Stafford possibly enter Hall of Fame talks? Or does he have to do some other key marquee things for that to happen? Uh, I think he does enter Hall of Fame talks, um, especially if he stays on the Rams and makes the playoffs a couple more times. He probably doesn't have to win any more rings to like solidify a Hall of Fame mm-hmm. spot, but uh, if he wins, makes the playoff a few more times, um, I would definitely consider, especially considering the best two receiving seasons in NFL history. Maybe not like best receivers, of course, but like statistical wide receiver seasons. He was the QB for both of them. So I think, granted, those two receivers are insane, but you have to give a little bit of credit to the QB. No, yeah, and... Because Jared Goff didn't get it done with Cooper Cup. No, yeah, and so that's one of the points I'm going to make. Um, you know, obviously, the, the Rams have been bolstered a ton to help them get to the Super Bowl. I mean, they've added a lot of pieces like Von Miller. Odell. Um, yeah, Odell. Um, and then Cooper Cup has just become so... like has just become great. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder if you were to take Matthew Stafford, put him in Super Bowl 53 against the Patriots, if that's a different game, the 13 to three game, which I'll admit as a Patriots fan, is one of the most boring Super Bowls I've ever watched. I think it would be because no way Matthew Stafford is just too good of an offensive player to get 
held to just a field goal. I, 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 yeah, I don't see that happening. That was a crazy game as far as defense goes. I like defense, but that that was even a bit too much defense for me, <laughs> even as a <laughs> for sure. fan of the winning side in that one. Yeah. Okay, let's go to key matchups. So, first of all, I think this is like a big one that's been a lot of headlines and stuff. Jalen Ramsey against Jamar Chase. So, lately, Jalen Ramsey has been all over social media hyping up this matchup. Um, he said that he wants to have Jamar Chase um, one-on-one. Um, I know that Richard Sherman, um, I saw him talking and said he, do- he doesn't think that's going to happen. And he said because of that, he thinks that Jamar Chase is going to have a pretty big day. Um, when asked if Jalen wants a one-on-one, Jalen answered, he said, that's what I want. Whoever you think their best man is, put me on him. Um, this is normal. I've been the best man in the game for years now, except this. It's against Mike Evans um, on a street crowd. Then Tom Brady will throw his last touchdown ever against you. But it's another day (laughs) at the work day. Uh, It's another work day at the office for me on Sunday is what Jalen Ramsey says. Yeah. Um, So, So, reactions to that? I think he probably is the best corner in the league. Um, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that I'd probably put up there with him. But... For the most part, like, he's at least top three for sure. Um, and I am excited for this matchup. I don't, I think, I don't think there will be too much one-on-one, if I'm being honest. Um, and, but I also don't think Jamar Chase is going to have a big game, like I said earlier. I think Jamar Chase will have less than 60 yards, um, which is not terrible, but I, he's not going to break off for, like, 150, you know? Um... But I don't think it's going to be because Jalen Ramsey is one-on-one. I think they're just going to do a really good job of like always knowing where he is. That's one thing that's really great about the LA defense is they're very good at just like team defense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think they'll be able to find a way to, to always know where Jamar Chase is and, and lock him down. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I don't know if they're going to go one-on-one. And I think a reason for that is because they have a lot of confidence in their defensive line. Exactly. Um, I, I think it could be, I mean, I think probably one of the best defensive line performances in Super Bowl history was last year against the Kansas City Chiefs. I know there a lot of Kansas City Chiefs offensive linemen were hurt. So, yeah, you have to deal that in. But the fact that they were, like, rushing just three the entire time, I don't think that the Rams are just going to rush three, but I think they'll do three or four. And I think against the Bengals line that has Joe Burrow running for his life sometimes, but, of course, he's, you know, he's Joe Shiesty, so he still makes plays, right? But I think that when you do that, you don't want your guys to be a man because they're going to be able to just outrun the corner. So when you get that zone going. Exactly. It gives – playing man is – it can be the best decision or it can be just so risky that, you know, when you have all that pressure, he can just throw it up because it's one-on-one. But you know Jamar Chase is going to make a couple plays here or there if it is that one-on-one. So I think the safer bet is play zone and, and just know where he is. Yeah, and just going over some numbers here. Jalen Ramsey had 77 tackles this season, uh, four interceptions, and 59.2% allowed on 98 targets. That's through the playoffs as well. Uh, Jamar Chase on the other side through the playoffs, including uh, so they're including the postseason. 81 receptions, uh, over 1,400 yards. He averages 18 yards a catch. So he's obviously not your like little slot guy who goes and gets you those quick slants, which of course he can do. He's Jamar Chase, and he won Offensive Rookie of the Year. But he's the guy who goes on those long balls. I don't see Jalen Ramsey or any other member of the Rams defense getting horribly smoked over the top. Um, Especially with their veteran secondary, I feel like uh, Eric Weddle, I think is his name, yeah, Eric right? Weddle, yeah. 
who they picked up right before postseason. Like, you know, he's uh, actually leading the the like postseason in tackles and just plays in general, like broken broken up balls and everything. So uh, I don't, you know, I I I see it hard to like a hard reality where you know Jamar Chase is just burning everyone over the top. Yeah, um, I don't know, it'd be interesting. I think that the Bengals will probably attack the middle of the field more. But, I don't know, it'll be interesting, because, I mean, Tom Brady was able to do that a decent amount. I mean, Tom Brady has lived his entire career throwing in the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, But, I don't know, some people think that Joe Scheiss is the next Tom Brady. I don't think that there's ever going to be a next Tom Brady. That's hard to just manifest. Yeah, no. Um, But, okay, next key matchup before we go to our predictions um Aaron Donald against offensive line of the Bengals I know I talked a little bit about the Bengals offensive line but who do you think is gonna have the upper hand in that you can't not say Aaron Donald uh the Bengals had the 20th ranked O-line this season um they made a couple different switch-ups in the postseason um in terms of their O-line but they're their right, the right side of their O-line, including their center, have been like the biggest gaps in the defense, um, for sure. I looked up some stats. Um, Quinton Spain and Jonah Williams on the left side with the, you know, guard and tackle. They've actually been holding it down pretty well. Um, very impressive, you know, ratings. Um, one thing is, um, I think it was Jonah Williams, when he does play well, like he plays really well, but then he also has let up eight sacks this season, which is a lot for just one alignment. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I feel like really Aaron Donald will be able to line up anywhere. I kind of want to see him lining up more over center um, and forcing you know the plays to go outside, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I But I give this... The upper hand to Aaron Donald for sure. Yeah, I think Aaron Donald has, of course, has to get some credit. I mean, they have a pretty good linebacker core: Darius Williams, Leonard Floyd, and of course they got Von Miller um, late in the season and for the the trade deadline. Um, and I think that's going to be a big factor. We've seen what Von Miller's done in the Super Bowl. He won Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl Fifty, when the Broncos uh, beat the Panthers. And so I feel like his experience playing in those big games is going to it's going to help Aaron Donald out a lot. Not that Aaron Donald needs a lot of help, but hey. I mean, in general, they have a lot of experience. Because um, Aaron Donald was even a part of that that team that made the playoff, or made the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Ramsey was also part of that team, wasn't he? Or did they get him the season after? I can't remember, actually. Um, I was not in the United States for that. So, I don't remember that Super Bowl okay, very well. Okay, come on. Don't blame it on Canada. Okay. <laughs> it was in Canada. Wait, where were you? Oh. I was on my mission. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, you were a missionary then. Yeah. Let's go I forgot that that was that recent. So, he got to the Rams in 2019. So, yeah. He was on the Rams. Okay. Then. Awesome. So, yeah. They, they, they have experience in that entire defense. In general, Von Miller has Super Bowl experience. A lot of the Rams players have Super Bowl experience. So I feel like they're going to be ready for this game. And I think that's a big key factor um, is the Rams are just more experienced. I think that's going to be a big advantage to them. Yeah. 
Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm I'm excited to see all these different matchups because I feel like I can see like at least like going fifty fifty. But at the end of the day, I feel like I'm always going to be giving the Rams the upper hand in this, and that transitions to how we're going to close up this segment or this episode just by talking about our picks for the game. So. Do you care for me to go first, or do you want to go, go for first? it? Okay, so I I see a really talented Bengals team that's really young, got just lots of raw talent, um, players who are super super smart, uh, know what they're doing. But in big games like this, I usually tend to favor like experience, or I like that's a factor in a lot, and I see just as much raw talent on the Rams side. Um. I'm picking the Rams to win this game, thirty-one twenty. Um, oh, thirty-one's fine. Yeah, so I think I think it'll be a two-score game. I think it'll still be an entertaining game. You know, like there's there's like those two-score games where it's not super entertaining. I think it's going to be like an entertaining two-score game. Yeah. Uh, I I say it's going to be one of those ones where, um, I don't know, the Rams are up by a touchdown, but then they get the ball back and they score late, um, and helps them get up by two scores and then the Bengals just try to get something, but the clock will expire. Um, I'm merely picking that over the, just because of the fact that I, I trust Matthew Stafford to win this game. Um, He's had a tough career. I don't think that he's going to let this opportunity, his first season on an actually decent team. I don't think he's going to blow it. Um, And I feel like a lot of those players who were back on that squad in Super Bowl 53, who had to taste defeat, aren't going to want to, have that again so yeah i'm taking the rams to, to win this game okay my pick uh is the cincinnati Bengals. um uh, i'm picking them 27 24 win over the rams so it's gonna be a very close game um i think the Bengals are gonna win at the very end of the game to make it super exciting for everyone i also think matthew stafford is gonna underperform have less than a 50% completion percentage, and throw two picks. So. All right, all right. Um, I, I think the, the lights are going to get to him, the big lights, and it's Matthew Stafford. I, I always remember him as a Detroit Lion. You, you, can take, you can take the player out of Detroit, but you can't take Detroit out of the player. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, so it'll be, oh, no. I'm I'm excited for the game, nonetheless. I mean, I'm not going to be disappointed either way. Matthew Stafford wins the Super Bowl. That's good for him because Matthew Stafford uh, just had a hard career, rough go of it. At the same time, if Cincinnati gets the Super Bowl, that's great. Yeah. It, it, it's for Harambe. I agree. <laughs> it's for Harambe. This is going to be a, a good... I really hope this is a great Super Bowl. It's teams we haven't seen match up before, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I know people are just excited because it's not going to be Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Or Patrick Mahomes. Or Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, there was that crazy stat. It's like the last something Super Bowls have either had the 49ers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or I can't remember who the other one was. But yeah, yeah so a little more a little more diversity as far as teams go. Um, but yeah, well, this has been our analysis and a little talking points about the NFL Honors Award, who those awards went to, as well as our Super Bowl preview and our predictions. Um, we hope that everyone enjoys the game on Sunday, enjoys the time with family and friends um, as we watch the uh, the greatest game in the world. Yep. Till next week. <laughs>